All right. Hey, now, welcome to another episode of How Simp Sees It. That has got to be some of the most recognizable music in the world. I think everybody goes, I've heard that song. What yeah. is that from? Where is that? <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you what that is. That is the voice of the one and only co-host with the most, Mr. J-Rod. Hello again, everybody. So uh, we are here. We come to talk about the Magnificent Seven, and that should be a pretty big clue as to where that music might have come <laughs> from. Uh, but yeah, that's like the like the go-to song for Westerns. Yeah, I, I, we were talking about it a little bit uh, before the podcast, and I said, if you ever played in high school band and had to play a movie medley, yeah. that was definitely in there. Yeah, it sure was, and it, it's very good in getting everybody rousted up. And you Yeah, know, oh, it's and, one of those great picturesque tunes. Yeah, you know? uh, but yeah, it uh, it goes uh, with, it. like, that's just, when I think of Westerns, that's the first song that pops into my head, followed immediately by the... Uh, ow, ow, ow! Yeah, that would be the other one. Uh, I'm yeah. an odd duckling, so my first one is uh, 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 that rifle, my rifle, my pony. In oh, me. I enjoys that as well. Yeah, uh, it is. Which in I the know list. isn't a theme song, but it, it's uh, one of my more, uh, I guess, identifiable songs yeah. from a western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, so we are we are here. Uh, we are back again. Uh, episode number one hundred and uh, six, uh, six, uh, which I like, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Do <laughs> I do. And uh, we uh, are a movie review podcast with a little bit of news and a little bit of TV reviews and a little bit of everything uh, coming at you weekly, uh, always with new content, which is what we like to pride ourselves on. As mm-hmm. we, we, always have, uh, we always have something new for you, uh, even if it's a shorter-winded show or a longer-winded show, as uh, they've been kind of short shorter uh, by my, by our standards recently yeah. just not a lot to talk about but we're starting to get into it so this is going to be uh featured magnificent seven as our main event review i also have a little bit of uh, it's not a review per se i mean it is i'll give you a number on it but uh, we're going to be talking swiss army man uh which uh, came out to digitally we talked about it before when i saw it we some did. weeks ago yeah this was uh in yeah, the a couple theater. months uh, a couple months or so ago yeah. did anybody leave your viewing of the, of the sh- of the movie because uh, someone definitely left when I was. Oh on well, that, I, that doesn't surprise me. But I watched uh, from the comfort of my living room. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, if given the chance, that's what I'll do sometimes for <laughs> movies such as uh, yeah. Swiss Army Man. Uh, but anyways, we're going to be talking about uh, Swiss Army Man a little bit, and uh, we're we're going to call this Fall TV uh, Previews Episode One of Two. Uh, but it's not going to actually be in the title. But I'm, I'm I am... calling it the Podnificent Seven. Oh you, yes, that's a wonderful title. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Pay that man his money right now. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to get paid for this? <laughs> uh, we never spoke of that. Uh, no, and... I guess we didn't. Damn it. Yeah. So you're locked into that kind of trick. I need to be better at negotiating. That's right. That's right. You need to get one of them. Uh, hire one of them uh, people to talk for you. Agents. Yeah. Mm. Something like that. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, we have, uh, quite a bit of TV shows I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to go into full ratings on it. Just some came back. Some made an impression. I like everybody don't have time to watch every single new thing that came out. So I'm going to have a list that we'll talk about this week. Uh, some of them we'll talk about every week, uh, as they come on. And then, uh, some of them will, I'll make mention of how the first episode or two is going. And then uh, you can kind of get started on it from what I say. And if you want to keep on it, then so be it. But uh, not every show I'm going to talk about is going to be good at that time of year where they put everything <laughs> out there. And 
you know, a lot of it doesn't make it. And right. then the, the, the diamonds in the rough usually get picked up pretty quick. What is this, Aladdin? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, there's a lot uh, to talk about. I wish it was Aladdin. That would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, I would rock out to the soundtrack, providing you were talking about Walt Disney's Aladdin, featuring one uh, Robin Williams. Indeed, he was in there. May he rest in peace. So uh, on that note, um, we, uh, uh, we're we going to go ahead and uh, start up the show here in just a second. And before we do that, we always like to have a little something for uh, anybody new that may have found us uh, through the World Wide Web or uh, meandering or say you picked up one of our flyers or something like that. Uh, we don't know how you got here, but we're damn glad you did. And uh, for you guys, uh, we would like to give you guys a big old hey now. Hey now. Welcome to uh, How Simp Sees It. And then we have a loyal uh, audience that's been with us for a while. Uh, and uh, those guys we we always like to uh, uh, communicate with when we see them out and or about uh, on the Twitter machine. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, through through, through podcast. Uh, yeah. But uh, for those uh, that have been with us for a while now, uh, and we know who you are. Uh, no, we don't actually. But, uh, <laughs> we know some of you who you are. Anyway, we know uh, you keep coming back. That much right. we do know. That we do know. Uh, how do we know? Because we're wizards. Uh, Mainly the internet. That's how internet I, wizards. I don't even think that's necessarily true. But yeah, so I okay, like fine. that. We'll just I like go that title. It. We get a hat and everything. But uh, for those guys, those <laughs> just guys, like a little trucker hat. Yeah, just a little internet wizard. It says on there. Yeah, have so a hipster. Little, have a little scepter. Maybe it's who was that guy from uh, uh, Thirty Rock that would always wear the trucker hats? The one of the Jonah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, a Jonah free, free, Freelander. Freelander. He's mm-hmm. a writer as well in yeah, real life. Yeah. Uh, very funny guy. Uh, but uh, we like to give those uh, those returning uh, folks uh, a double hey now. Hey now, hey now. And the reason we do that is because we have to save something very special because we do know that there is a select group that goes way back, a long time ago, back to the three some odd years ago when we started doing this thing, a hundred and six episodes ago. And those guys get something a little special. We're gonna rob Riglum with an air high five. Fucking Catalina wine mixer, man. Did you bring the wine this time? I wish I did. I wish you did, too. Yeah, no, I, got, I have no wine. Mm. Uh, what are we going to do? Well, we won't drink wine, no, that's for sure. Um, so, also, we do uh, like to start the show before we get into the weekly update. Uh, we, we, have, uh, we are the only podcast that uh, we know of that has a, an official mascot who uh, hangs out with us at every single show. And uh, he is... As uh, they say, a good boy, uh, <laughs> and he he went to the groomers today. No, yes, or not not today, yesterday. Mm. But uh, he does look so much nicer. I uh, bet he left uh, with a with a wad of hair, uh, just a, <laughs> uh, you know a summer's worth of collected hair, and mm-hmm. it was just removed, and so it's like half the dog. I, I had to do that to my dog the other day. Yeah. Took yeah. out so much hair, it's like I could make a whole nother dog for yeah. you. Yeah, and you could. It's yeah. like, where do you keep all that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you see the dog's like half the size. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess you are slender, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, lots of hairs. But, uh, anyways, he had a pretty good week, though. Um, he is, uh, he had, he got a, a big grand adventure as he went out, uh, of course, to the, uh, the grooming place and, uh, I'd like to think that if uh, I was a dog that was around the same spot all the time, that getting out of the house and going somewhere might be fun. Or maybe they don't like the groomer. <laughs> I don't know, but he seems to behave. I think so. it's fun until they start getting their hair pulled out. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't sign on for this bullshit. Yeah, my dog hates it. Just absolutely, utterly hates it. Until she's done, she's like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. I feel better now. Yeah, that's uh, how my older one is. He's like, I will not be combed. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, I, I will lay here and protest as you comb me 
And then when he's done, he's like, oh, well, that is nice. Yeah. But screw you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, so uh, we always like to give a quick update on him. And with that note, we are going to move right on into our weekly update section with all the news and the goings-on uh, in the pop culture and World Wide Web that's out there for you. we got it coming up, and we got it coming up right now. Now, while this show is uh, tons of fun uh, and a hoot and a holler. Both uh, of them at the same time. That's right. right. Uh, Sometimes uh, we have to get on here and say some pretty nasty, bad shit. And uh, it's not we're we're baseball fans here uh, as well as movie fans. We don't we don't dwell on it often on the podcast. We're not going to on this one either. But um, I don't think you necessarily have to be a fan of the sport to uh, understand just how nasty the situation is. I can't think of a time in my lifetime when there's been an athlete as prolific as Jose Fernandez was in baseball that passed away at such a young age. It'd be compared to, I would imagine, the 70s with Roberto Clemente, uh, mm-hmm. just with how good and raw, talented this kid was. Uh, he was 24 years old, uh, starter for the Marlins, really, really good. Owned the Cubs uh, earlier this year, and to do that is a special thing, mm-hmm. uh, and he did. And uh, was scheduled to pitch, if I get it out, um, he was supposed to pitch uh, today, but uh, it got pushed back. It got pushed back till Monday, and uh, I guess there was a boating uh, accident. I don't really know anything about it. I just know that it's awful. And uh, uh, Yeah, three uh, bodies were found on the rocks is all the much I know. Yeah. yeah so, early, in the, it was like four in the morning when they were found, three yeah. or four or something like that. So uh, they canceled the game. Uh, good on MLB for that. Um, well, I think that was the Marlins. Well, it's not the Marlins, sorry. It's Miami. Yeah. Uh, canceled due to tragedy. The uh, the commissioner put out his sympathies. But, I mean, it's pretty shocking, though. When, yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing. Every game observed a moment of silence. So that tells you something. Yeah. And it's not just like, uh, you know, uh, no, no disrespect to any bench player, but it's not like bench player Fred you know, yeah. got into a car accident and passed away while still tragic. Like, this was an a, all-star. Yeah, a like, budding superstar. A franchise player. Yeah. Had him locked up for, you know, six years, just in the middle of a stellar season, uh, trying to get a wild-card spot, and you get dealt a blow like that. I mean, he had a 2.6 ERA. He'd won 16 games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He had 100 and God knows how many strikeouts because he was a strikeout dude. So, uh, and me playing fantasy baseball, I just – that was one of the guys that you wanted to have on your team. Yeah. Because he's good. And uh, when I saw that this morning, I was like, holy shit. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not like you see uh, too many prolific athletes like that. That You see athletes that pass on uh, a lot past their prime, some in their prime. But I, I have never seen an athlete quite that big uh, pass on uh, at such a young age, you know. No, even absolutely. even with uh, the Cardinals guy that, that <clears throat> passed away, uh, he was he was nowhere near the level of a player. Well, and that was before the season had even started, too. So yeah. it was different. Yeah, and this is in the midst of it in a playoff chase, and yeah. the, and not only that, I mean, uh, three time All Star, super big smile, liked everywhere he went. Just a bummer. So um, 
as uh, general human beings before we get into movie talk and stuff like that. Uh, I just uh, something I play uh, when baseball players uh, or anybody of the sports world passes away. It's something I find very uh, nice and serene. It's just like the first forty seconds of uh, a song by Santana. Uh, me and my movie warped mind. They used it in uh, the fan quite fittingly as a baseball player passed away as a tribute there. And I just think it's really fitting. So uh, I'm going to play you a few bars of that and uh, just reflect. I mean, 24 years of age can affect anybody, no matter what your profession is. So just uh, you know, think about somebody you love, and uh, it's just uh, sometimes it's a cruel world, you know. So yeah, uh, not cool. No, uh, it's a bummer. No. Yeah, uh, most certainly. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm I'm in bummer mode, uh, before we pick the show back up, just to let you know, actor uh, Bill Nunn passed away uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, or yeah, it was yesterday, I believe. Uh, he was a big time Pittsburgh guy, big time into theater. Uh, most people would recognize him from Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire's the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, second fiddle to the uh, J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson. So also uh, Radio Rahim in uh, Do the Right Thing uh, by Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he passed away this week, and uh, um, he didn't pass away. But uh, sad news on the, uh, on the Monty Python front is Terry Jones uh, was diagnosed with dementia this week. Terry Gilliam? No, Terry Jones. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, not Terry Gilliam. Uh, Terry Jones, one of the uh, lesser-known Monty Python folks, but still funny uh, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's just a bummer. Uh, I've had some family members that have had that, and that's no 
fun thing uh, to go through. No, no. You know, it's uh, – I was thinking about this today, and no disrespect to anybody, but, you know, there's a lot of things that we used to just call getting old yeah. that we have uh, diagnoses for now. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, I think it puts a lot of undue stress on people sometimes, too. Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Uh, and uh, I guess the biggest thing, if you want to talk about uh, – uh, you want to talk about somebody that got the raw end of a stick – uh, this is the, I think it would be, I'm trying to remember what it was. Is it 1997 or 8? I think it was 1998, maybe 97. Anyways, uh, it's approaching the 20-year mark of when uh, Phil Hartman uh, uh, passed away, and I use the term passed away very very nicely. Generously, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I don't know how many of you know the story of Phil Hartman or not, but I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I'll tell you this. Uh, Phil Hartman was is one of my favorite uh, funny guys to watch i always enjoyed him on snl when i was young he was in lots of movies and always made me laugh and then in the 90s i got on this show called news radio uh i not i mean i didn't get on it but i mean i was watching it um uh, a lot of people watched it it was on lifetime too it was really weird uh because i i, mean, I imagine i caught it second-handedly mm-hmm. But uh, it was really good. It introduced me to like Dave Foley, Stephen Root, oh, uh, yeah. Joe yeah. Rogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I always knew Joe Rogan until he was the fight guy, uh, you know, calling um, the commentary. Fear Factor as well. Uh, yeah, Fear Factor. And I, in Fear Factor, I was always like, oh, it's the dude from Noon Radio. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, but he was always very funny in that show. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, as was Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, much like Chris Farley before him, I remember exactly what. I was doing when they said it over the radio. It was over the radio both times. And I was like, ah. With uh, Chris Farley, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you don't expect it, but you expect it. Uh, you're not sorts. surprised. <clears throat> yeah, you're not surprised if it happens. What well, happened to Phil Hartman, uh, if you if you do know, then you know it's awful. And if you don't know, I'm just going to wrap it up uh, as, as cleanly as I can. He married somebody who could not handle uh, uh, life, life, uh, fame, uh, famous husband. Uh, she was uh, very off mentally, and she killed him bang dead uh, yeah. right in the bedroom. She was uh, a very attractive lady. Yeah, uh, with kids in the house, mm-hmm. nonetheless. So, and I, and I was just like, that is just awful. Yeah. Nobody deserves uh, to meet, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but uh, there would be very few that would <laughs> deserve uh, something like that to happen to them. And it certainly was not Phil Hartman, who did nothing but bring joy uh, to whatever he did. And that's never been more apparent uh, if you talk to or listen to anybody that was on news radio with oh, Phil yeah. Hartman. When they talk about Phil Hartman, they uh, beam and then they just shrink yeah. when they inevitably remember the, the bad shit that happened yeah. to uh, him. It's, uh, you know, as loyal listeners will know, I'm a, a heavy listener to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and he'll, he'll, he'll go into it sometimes. And the craziest things he'll talk about is when he and Phil Hartman were like standing out back and he was trying to, Phil Hartman was trying to tell him about how he was uh, trying to put his marriage back together and stuff like that. Oh, damn. Yeah. And just how, how good of a guy he really was trying to make it work. And, uh, it didn't work out in the most difficult of situations here, folks. It's not Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, we were having a rough patch. It was like, uh, this woman is a rough patch uh, <laughs> yeah. of all kinds of awful. 
and uh, just bad things happen. Uh, but this is uh, it was brought up this week, and uh, I thought it would be good to uh, remind everyone how funny uh, and just how great of a voice. Oh man, how great of a voice Phil Hartman had. It was not a coincidence he was on a show called News Radio because his voice was perfect. You might remember him from such things as Troy McClure from The Simpsons <laughs> and a lot of other voices as well. Uh, he is very, very uh, apparent in a lot of the early uh, seasons of The Simpsons through about season seven mm-hmm. or so because he got on that Simpsons bandwagon early he uh, did he was a sketch comedy guy he knew tracy ullman tracy ullman helped with the simpsons and boom there you go mm-hmm. uh he was on from like season two uh, and bit parts uh and not just one multiple bit parts too yeah so uh but yeah uh anyways uh when he got on news radio though it just seemed right and uh this is one of my more favorite bits from news radio uh not from snl but news radio just to remind everybody just how funny he can be when he's just messing around and uh, we got a little clip for you. It goes like this. Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Brother Bill McNeil in your ears. Up, y'all. What's up, y'all? Bill McNeil here. Bill. Hey, Catherine, let me ask you. Would you read Whiz Up as an upbeat, cheery salutation or more of a low, whispered greeting among intimates like Whiz Up? <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, I'm doing these live ads for a new sponsor. And, oh, oops. Time to start. What's up, y'all? Bill McNeil saying there's a party all up in here and you need to get with the flow. Oh, yeah, Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor's got the heavyweight power. Whether you got the E-Arch to rip it up to some fat booty beats. Or just chill with the honeys. So get on the rocket and see the stars. Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor. Damn! Well, Damn! <laughs> rocket Fuel Malt Liquor, just like that. Oh, we miss you, Phil Hartman. We miss you, John Candy, all those funny guys. And I think I'm just getting old, you know? That's part of it. That is part of it. Lots of of my entertainers when I was young were already full-grown. So now that I'm full-grown, they're really grown. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Or or not with us anymore. Just in point in case. uh, And this guy, he left way too early as well. But it was Jim Henson's birthday this Mm -hmm. week. He would have been 59 years old. That's not that old. No, he died way too young. Man. <laughs> so brought, uh, again, a lot of joy, a lot of joy into folks' lives with his Muppet creations. His uh, legacy has lived on quite well. Uh, oh, yeah, the Henson Studios. Yeah, kudos to his people. Mm-hmm. They really knew how to really make the the legacy stick, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're gonna, we have a little uh, nice little tag on the end that we're going to throw on there for uh, Jim Henson's birthday. And uh, I'm going to get to this a little bit later because I can't. I got to. I got to talk about happy stuff. So uh, this is interesting to me. First off, Chris uh, Evans posted a picture of himself. Uh, I guess he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok, or maybe he's alluding to it. I don't know. But he is ripped as fuck. Like uh, <laughs> he put his like arms up, and mm-hmm. like he's professional wrestler ripped. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. damn. Uh, I don't well, know. That's what you get for what ten years of the Marvel diet now. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, holy shit! Uh, punch your head off, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, doesn't even have to be Captain America. Well, yeah. yeah. He could be like, I'm Chris Evans, and I'll punch your head off, man. Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> yeah, no, he could. I'm just sure. All the four, all the PSI needed. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rocky Four. That's right. That's right. I will break you. 
I must break you. I must break you. He sure did break Apollo Creed. That's he did. Sure. Brighton Twain. Yeah, I don't know what the hell Apollo Creed <laughs> was thinking. He should have been like, hmm. I will. Well, it was an exhibition bout, if know, you recall. I know, but I'd be like, I'll fight your manager. <laughs> uh, no, nah, no need for it's that. supposed to be for funsies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this, should be, this should be funsies, though. Speaking of Thor, mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Yep. Um, if you don't know the story of Ragnarok, it's not just the Thor story. It's an old, old Norse mythology story. Indeed. Uh, that Thor will no doubt be tapping into and perhaps adding its own spin twist. I think they'll have an android? Maybe. That'd be, that'd be Maybe. something else. Uh, but they are going to have a Hulk. Uh, they are, yeah. Which is pretty cool. And now uh, they have ca- they've cast Jeff Goldblum, which I'm a Goldblum guy. I like him. He's weird. He's eccentric. He cast uh, a lot of people. Uh, talks in weird, uh, um, uh, um, uh, talks uh, in broken, uh, and I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, he um, plays something along the lines. This isn't a direct correlation because it's North mythology, but along the lines of the Grim Reaper, the Keeper of Hell, he's yeah. the person you, you have to play a game to to maybe get your way out or something like that. I Interesting. I don't remember what the character, but it was something like that. Well, now get this, okay. bub. I'm going to tell you. Yes, uh, Logan. They just cast Sam Neill in Thor. Ragnarok. You know that's funny because um, did you get the 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 King Arthur trailer before the Magnificent? I set? did. Yeah, that reminded me a whole lot of the Sam Neill Merlin that was on uh, oh, NBC, yeah. like when we were what ninety six, ninety eight, something yeah, like that. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, but it reminded me of that. So it's interesting that you bring up Mr. Sam Neill because I just you, thought about he's him. everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. Sam Neill. Uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, Google him and you'll be like, ah, oh, that guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and it's weird uh, how Sam Neill has tied in. It's weird how Jurassic Park has tied in mm. to my week uh, this week, which I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about when I start talking about uh, Swiss Army Man. <laughs> what a what a strange... What a delightful tale. A strange film that was. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, it's... For me, if I mean, kudos to you if you're listening and you are not. But I feel old because this uh, just this yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the Nirvana Nevermind, mm-hmm. and they uh, they 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 got the, the there was the kid in the pool right famous album the baby, cover yeah. the baby in the pool. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy got him back as an adult now. 25 years later, uh, he was wearing shorts. <laughs> um, so yeah he was diving in the pool yeah the guy was like well let's just do it naked and the guy's like i think that might be a little weird <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy was like fair enough <laughs> so uh uh no naked shots there you preverts uh class a preverts well, there might be you know but, uh, go find them yeah the 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 hidden exposures or yeah. something like that uh but yeah um so this will blow your mind uh there's a Suicide Joker costume, Suicide Squad Joker costume, that is coming out this year, and it looks like the douchiest costume. Do you know why? Known to man, because uh, that's the douchiest Joker <laughs> known to man. <laughs> that's right, and, and uh, people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna totally get that," and I'm like, "Man, just, I'm, I already made my costume. Just don't." Yeah, that's gonna be nice. Uh, uh, we've not we've mentioned it. I don't think we've revealed. We've not divulged. No, uh, you will know soon enough. Uh, you know all you need to know right now. <laughs> it is good though. Uh, it's never actually, compromise. Never, not even in the face of Armageddon. It's uh, it's actually coming up here pretty soon. 
Yep. Uh, sooner yeah, than... It'll be October uh, by the next time we record one of these. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, whoa, uh, Mind effectively blown. Yeah, watch out. Here's something that uh, you might not know. You might. Everybody seems to have an idea about. But guess who's big douche? Um, I'm going to go with Channing Tatum. That, maybe. Uh, actually, I hear he's a world-class nice guy. I do, too. Um, but, uh, no, I'll tell you who is. Uh, Michael Bay. And uh, Oh, yeah. This is my note that I wrote for this. That would have been up there in my, my guest list. <laughs> this is a pretty funny note. Uh, Michael Bay, Nazi dickhead. Uh, because what he did, he's filming the Transformers 5. He's doing it. We need five of those. Yeah, he's doing it over uh, at a spot where Winston Churchill used to live. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he used that for a set. Uh, yep. It was Winston Churchill's old house. Mm -hmm. And he drapes the two sides of that fucker in giant Nazi flags. It's like... That's oh, a movie. But the people of the land? Not cool with that. No, well, in it. That that also might simply be a clash of cultures too, because uh, in lots of Europe it is actually illegal, and they will throw your ass in prison for well, displaying a Nazi flag or Nazi emblems. He caught a ton of flack, uh, and rightfully did. fucking so. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, think about where you're going to drink you know the Nazi propaganda. Maybe talk to somebody about it first. Hey, if you're doing it live, just do it in green screen and add the Nazi stuff later. I'm saying. <laughs> you know, they probably wouldn't have gave a shit if you put up a giant green screen flap on each side right. and added in the Nazi. But yeah, these were full-out giant Nazi flags draped over the side of Winston Churchill's old house. You can see it if you type it in on Google. It's like, I'm not what sure what fuck? Nazis have to do... With Transformers? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Uh, maybe maybe it's like a, a throwback, like a flashback time or travel, something. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, there's just some people that you just don't put Nazi flags over. <laughs> uh, Joel Grey? When, well, sure. Uh, you know, and Frank's house, you probably shouldn't put him on that. I would not, no. Uh, you know, Winston Churchill, he's one of those. I wouldn't go mm -hmm. draping one on Franklin Delano Roosevelt's monument. Right. Uh, you know, just little, little things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, unbelievable. Almost any Jew. Yeah. Uh, they would not like that. No. Uh, you know. Uh, I can't imagine. No. Uh, it would be received well. Uh, I imagine that you are correct in your in your uh, <laughs> estimations. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you may or may not know, though, uh, the Cubs uh, have uh, clinched the uh, the National League Central and the home field advantage throughout. Pretty exciting. They uh, win not throughout the World Series through the National yeah, League through the National Series. League because of All Star games. But yeah. uh, around here, it's pretty exciting. All kinds of new Cub fans are coming out. Uh, they'll surely go away if they lose, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But and talk uh, about how the shitty they were, and they never liked them in the first place. Yeah, but the baseball season's winding down. The football season's uh, winding up. I'm not going to go too much into it, but we are Cub fans here, uh, and it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, so it's uh, going to get crazy in the next few weeks. Yeah, it could uh, very well. I, um, I warned the lady friend. I was like, "So we're going to go out to some places to watch games. I just want you to know that mm -hmm. it's going to be fun too." Uh, this here is, 
it's actually uh, shocking. Uh, it's cool that it's going to come back. The idiocracy, uh, a wonderful, under, underestimated, uh, underappreciated gem mm-hmm. from Mike Judge that I'm not sure ever actually got a full theatrical release. Oh, you, you mean The Prophecy? Uh, yes. Uh, it is coming back to theaters. They say back to. I only knew it as a straight-to-DVD at the time. But Idiocracy, sadly, there is a lot of common uh, themes throughout that movie that at the time... Well, you know, we have uh, a professional wrestling personality that is running for president. I can't I'm, say uh, I'm saying uh, can't, can't see how it could have gotten any closer. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's just it, folks. You know, uh, you just man, uh, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, so, I do. So there's this that. has been my world for a year, my friend. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie though. If you've not seen the movie, it's very funny. Uh, yeah, uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson, uh, Maya Rudolph. It's got uh, Dax Shepard mm-hmm, in there, mm-hmm. uh, and some random others. Uh, but it's Mike Judge. Uh, if you like Mike Judge humor, you're gonna laugh. Of Beavis and Butthead fame, Office Space, uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good stuff though from the Mike Judge. Uh, I, I, it was on sale on Vudu. Uh, I was like, I don't want to wait till it comes. The to Magnificent theaters. Seven. The old one was also on sale for five bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I did watch that this week though. Yeah, uh, the old too. magnificent. Yeah. Well, I watched it a couple weeks ago. Actually, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, I watched it uh, the the day before uh, going to check it out, mm-hmm. uh, and so. you didn't really need to at all. No, not a damn <laughs> bit, other than just to know the score, I suppose. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so so there's that. You know, I watched American Gangster uh, this week. There's a lot of very famous people in that movie. Like they weren't famous. Like, is it like is it what, what, collateral where they all got famous like the next day? Kind of. Yeah, it's like it's like these stars that were on the precipice of like super. Like there was like big stars too, but like these all are m- mega household names now mm-hmm. that weren't then. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just like, damn. Well, that there's guy a was real douchey looking like, uh, Mark Ruffalo in Collateral. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and it's the same for uh, for this movie. You're just like, god dang. Uh, there's uh, Emmy winners and Oscar winners and Oscar nominees, a plenty up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still pretty damn good too. I hadn't seen it in quite some time. If you have extra time on your hands, too much time on your hands. Isn't that a song? Right. I think. I Something like that. Something like that. But yeah, if you do have that, um, starting on Thanksgiving, enjoy yourself some delicious turkey. Um, (laughs) This is one. This was something I've never seen. A a turdoctopus. There was a turkey with an octopus shoved up in it. Um, I respect the intelligence of octopi too much. I, I don't eat them anymore. Yeah. Well, guess what? Hmm. Somebody shoved it up in a turkey ass, and they're going to cook it and eat it. And um, I'm like, I'm good. Have you ever, like, seriously? Uh, and this not just goes for my buddy Simp sitting right here, but for everybody out there who does not know, Google just the amazing shit octopuses do. It's pretty crazy. Uh, like, yeah, it. Uh, they're aliens. They they are the aliens that came down and and seeded life on this planet. I swear to God. Uh, they they are an amazing creature, and uh, it's almost like uh, any orca or or uh, porpoise, you know the, those ones that are too intelligent oh, to, yeah. to cage. That's right. I, I, that's how I. Feel. There's a video out there. This is fucking great. So they're in a lab. Okay. Uh, sidebar. Sorry. Um, they're in a lab, and these fish keep disappearing out of the aquarium, and they cannot fucking figure it out. Finally, after weeks of it, they set up cameras. And they discover that the octopus can lift up its lid enough, reach its tentacle out, unlock its own um, 
uh, aquarium, climb up out of there, climb up into the other one, unlock that one, steal the fish overnight and eat it, and then get back before the people come back the next morning for work. You have not seen it, but that happens in Finding Dory with Hank the Octopus. Mm -hmm, He can mm -hmm. actually climb up out of there and crawl all around. He's very smart. Based on a true story. (laughs) Yeah. How about that, folks? Uh, And a lovable new Disney character voiced by Ed Mm O'Neill. So mm -hmm. so there you go. Uh, But yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Somebody did it, though. Uh, Turdoctopus. All right. How about it? Uh, But yeah. uh, I don't think I will. Starting after your Turdoctopus... If you will. I used to love calamari, too. It's tough. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tasty sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are going to air all 600 episodes of The Simpsons in a row. Who is they? FXX. They do that. Uh, But they've never done them all. They're doing them all. Yeah, they've done them all up until uh, when they first got The Simpsons. They did them all in a row, just the one time, but there weren't 600 of them at that time. Yeah, they, they were is, a couple seasons ago. This is even including the newly aired from mm-hmm. from this season. They're gonna they're gonna play. There'll only be a couple, but uh, yeah. And uh, the the uh, the Simpsons back tonight. It ran for like two months. It was awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, it definitely, definitely was pretty cool. But it's going to go for 13 days because yeah. they're not taking any breaks. Yeah, 24 it's hours a day. Straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still takes 13 days, yeah. which is crazy. This is a half-hour show, folks. 22 yeah. minutes without mm-hmm. commercials. But they're going to have commercials. Uh, but, yeah. Um, there's another thing going around. I posted mine on the Instagram. Is it herpes? But, uh, that, too. Uh, that shit will <laughs> stay with you forever, man. Uh, watch out on the Instagram. Uh, no, there's a thing. Uh, sometimes people get bored on Facebook. They do things, and it was like, pick out three personalities that represent you and put them in a picture and post that shit. And I was like, mm. yeah, okay, cool. So my uh, my three, and it's not actors, you know, it's uh, character personalities. Oh, okay. And uh, mine, because I have to be surly sometimes and a bit of an asshole, uh, is uh, I have Tony Soprano on there. I have uh, Doug Heffernan from King of Queens, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, uh, sports goof. And then, of course, uh, everybody loves Raymond's Raymond uh, Barone with the uh, overbearing mother and all of that, uh, that that goes on. I share some similarities, as do most uh, males, as <laughs> was designed to, to identify with such. But those were the three that, uh, that I thought of off the top of my head. Uh, those are good? Yeah. Made a little picture of it, put it out on there. You know, uh, it is interesting to see all of the different things that people post, you yeah. know, about, mm-hmm. uh, I can only imagine the, the, the mind's eye window into somebody's thought process. Yes. Yes. All in picture form. <laughs> so I don't got to read shit. That's right. <laughs> we don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't mess around like that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and also a show that I like, uh, a lot that was on the showtime dice. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. like that dice. Mm-hmm. It got picked up for season two. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Um, Based and, on the fictional and somewhat real tellings of Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, I thought this was particularly funny. It was a tweet uh, that was uh, retweeted a few times. The other day was uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, the tweet said, I ain't paying $600 for Photoshop. Hashtag Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, it took me a second. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's one of the, it's one of them clever jokes. 
It's know? not really funny, but it, the the yeah, the joke in is there's how long it takes you to think about like what? Yeah, oh. you're like I don't. Uh, uh, yes, okay, I see what's going on. So yeah, uh, so there's that. And uh, the most interesting uh, piece of news that I thought I saw is because I didn't think that Hugo Weaving gave a shit. But uh, apparently he is either in talks or voicing uh, something saying that he wants to come uh, come back to... Um, Transformers? Yeah, no, uh, Red Skull. Oh, really? Yeah, he wants to be in Infinity War as uh, Red Skull. So He must need money. Something's up, because he, he's like, I hate these movies. Rah, 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 rah. And now he's trying to talk like he wants also, to Also, be... you dead, and you've been dead for 70 fucking years. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I like Red Skull, so cool. I guess I'd like it to be the same actor, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, if they were going to do it, they certainly would have the same actor. Yeah. So if Red Skull's in there, they going to get him. Yeah. So cool, right? I doubt they'll put him in there if they don't need him. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, fans like him, though. And He's they like, do. 63 people in that movie, and I ain't a goddamn one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, there's a lot of folks going to be in that movie. Mm-hmm. Going to be fighting for that screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got for the weekly update. So we're going to go ahead and move it on into the trailer time. If J-Rod has some, I'm sure that he does. And we're going to do that uh, to you right now. Yep. Yeah. There was uh, another week and more trailers out there. I saw some trailers. I don't know. Uh, the King Arthur one. Yeah. There were quite a few of them before, but a lot of them were repeats. Yeah, so. King Arthur. Um, I was expecting a Passengers because of the Chris Pratt time. Yeah. But uh, they was, didn't have one. No, I, no. That's a great trailer, too. It is. Um, repeated from last week, Passengers, folks. Indeed. Uh, good, good trailer. Good sci-fi. So uh, outside of that, though, I couldn't really think of any. So what do you got for them? Uh, I got two. Uh, this one, uh, I think, is going to be a, a widely marketed movie. I'm not sure how good it'll be, though. Uh, so this is your warning on that. It's called The Whole Truth with Keanu Reeves. He plays a lawyer um, defending a a kid who killed his own father. But did he? I don't know. We will Ooh. have to find out. And who might be to blame? And does Keanu Reeves, his lawyer, already know that he didn't commit the crime? So, yes. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, twisty twists in that one, it would seem. Um, and then this one, uh, a funny film uh, featuring Mr. Charlie Day and Mr. Ice Cube. Oh, fantastic. Uh, did you, have you seen the movie Three O'Clock High? Uh, no. It's an old 80s movie about two kids that are going to go fight after school. Oh, ha. Huh. In the spirit of high noon mm-hmm. of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instead of high noon, it after was, school. Yeah, three o'clock high. Yes. Uh, it is basically that movie except between two teachers. Ice Cube being the aggressor and Charlie Day being the aggressed. Well, how about that? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, neat and interesting. I, I like Charlie Day. I like both of them. I, I wonder, I think runtime is going to be a big factor in this film, depending on how long it is, is going to yeah. pretty much determine how good it is. I do like a good feud movie as well. Yeah, and this isn't uh, a new thing, uh, but it's an old thing being re-released. A movie I hadn't heard of called Phantasm. Oh, yeah, it's an old movie. Yeah, from the 70s. Uh, uh-huh. Apparently, J.A.A. 
A- Abrams uh, gave it the uh, uh, 4K uh, uh, dust off, oh, okay. and uh, they're re-releasing it. Available on iTunes and uh, digital markets October 4th. Well, there you go. Yeah, um, I had never heard of it. I'm interested to see what it's all about because apparently it's like groundbreaking. Oh my yeah, god! It was at the time. Uh, yeah. there'll be some stuff you'll be like, oh. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the movies that set him on his path in, yeah. into sci-fi, and so that's why it's important to him. Sure. Uh, Everything looks great with a 4K cleanup, too. Yeah. Uh, that's a true story there. Uh, well, cool. Um, any more you got there? Nope. That uh, was it. Fist Fight and The Whole Truth. Oh, wait. Uh, the Miles Teller movie, Bleed for This, I think it's called. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, he plays. Uh, there's a bo- He's a boxer, and he gets all fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's got to rehabilitate, and they're like, you're never going to box again. And he's like, don't tell me what I can't do. Uh, and then he like uh, starts lifting weights, and uh, he gets the thing off, and they're like, "Don't you box again?" He's like, "Don't you tell me!" And he goes, and he boxes, and I imagine a uh, uplifting story ensues. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, that I do remember. It looked pretty good. So. I didn't see that trailer. Yeah, I like Miles Teller. I think this is uh, his chance at. Uh, you know he's on that right path to getting back where he needs he to is. be, yeah. and this is another step in that right direction. So, so there's that. That's the trailer. That's the trailer I got. Sweet. So, so there you go. It's a good one. Yeah. Other than that, though, we've got some TV shows to talk about. Uh, so we're going to do that now. So a lot of the shows are back now, and at least the first half, the fall section of the new TV shows are back. I didn't watch all of them. Some of them I have no interest in watching. So if you're wanting to hear about every single one, <laughs> probably not going to hear about every single one. Um, one that I don't particularly want to watch, but that Anna said was very good, is one called This Is Us, which is supposed to be like heartbreaking and real and identifiable and uplifting all in one. And I'm like, I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that shit. Fuck you and your uplifting fucking story. It's like, it said, the thing that tore it for me was like, well, you know, maybe I will. And then I read the description and I'm like, it'll rip your heart out in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to watch sad shit, you know? And it's about people who are basically my age that are like, yeah, I failed in life and I'm not really where I want to be. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking see some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Too real. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I watch my TV to escape and have fun, not to be reminded of my own shortcomings. Thank you very much. So uh, there you go. I'm not saying that I would identify. I'm just saying I don't even want to try. Indeed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not my type of thing. So if everybody comes back at me and they're like, oh, God, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. You totally got to watch that. I'm like, R- Really? Uh, like, cause I get why she likes it. Cause it's her type of thing. But like, if I have like 10 people tell me, or if I, it just like takes off and it's like, this is the must watch show. I'm, I'm going to have to be like, for real, for real. But I'll at least check it out and take one for the team and see if I was wrong. But, uh, it's All just right. not my thing. But Anna says it's really great. So if that is your thing, watch a trailer for it. See it if you like it. She said it was a great show. So, all right. She doesn't always have the best track record, not with picking them out. But I'm saying she she picks shows. She, likes. she picks shows that just that she get attached to that just don't last long. Oh, sure. And it's it's not her fault. It's the way that television works. And you know, she's like, I'll check anything out. And most things are, are decent. And uh, you know, some of them don't even last, but like three episodes, mm-hmm. if that. Even. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, but here's a few uh, that we're going to come down to uh, a couple of new ones and some returning favorites, and then there'll be some next week. I can't cover them all. So, uh, and these aren't going to be number ratings. Uh, these are just going to be, um, uh, I would give a number rating for South Park, but I feel that they're in the middle of a three-part episode uh, right now. I feel like they're in the middle of a three-part season. Or or it's <laughs> going to be the whole season. Yeah. Uh, I, but it's it's... Kind of was last year, so I think it might be. It ties in so much so with the first episode that it's just, it's hard to not rate them separately because mm-hmm. they're basically the same long episode, yeah. just broken up into chunks. And they, they did great stuff again this week. So if you're not watching South Park, uh, you should be because it's great. And it's 20th season, no less. So that's pretty awesome, too. Uh I did watch a show that I didn't like. I was about to give up on it, and then it picked up a little bit. Uh, they did The Exorcist for TV now. It's on Fox. Uh, yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, and uh, Anna was like, let's check this out. I'm like, eh. uh, I like The Exorcist. I don't like The Exorcist 2, 3, 5, 10, 12, whatever the fuck, <laughs> uh, however many there is. I like the first one only because that's one of the only scary movies that legit kind of creeps me the fuck out. Like, I don't like watching that alone by myself. I, I just, <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, but it's a good movie. Um, old, old school terror. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Uh, but the Fox show uh, was really boring for a lot of it and then got kind of going for the last uh, 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had said this. I'm not going to watch any more of this show. And then the show ended, and I was like, well, it picked up a little bit. I'll give it one more episode. All right. Um, so there's that. Uh, I didn't watch the MacGyver. I'm not going to. <laughs> not going to. But I'm going to tell you this. But I'm going to tell you this. While it is not my thing. Because your name is not Patty and or Selma. Yeah. The, uh, it must be the Blue Hairs, maybe. Or maybe it's a new generation. But it premiered to huge ratings for a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not... And overly slotted TV, but it broke the record for Friday ratings uh, for its premiere. I'm like, well, damn. I think there's a bit of nostalgia going on there. I think so. I'm sure the numbers will drop, but it is by far the most new-watched debuted show of the week. Uh, I was like, damn. Uh, MacGyver is the one? Apparently. Yeah. Uh, Other shows, uh, Lethal Weapon. I'm not going to watch that shit. If I want to watch Lethal Weapon, I'll watch the movie. I asked my dad about that because um, he it's one of the few movies that he's just in love with. And like well, it's we, a good movie. We went to the movie theaters to watch the last you know, two or three of them and all that stuff. Um, but uh, he just he, he's against it because what he likes is, is those guys, and he, he doesn't think he's going to be able to uh, identify as well with the new I feel, actors playing. I feel a similar way, and I yeah. even like Damon Wayans, but yeah. I, I don't want to watch that. It's a, movie, it's a movie that never needed to be converted into a television show. And I caught a little bit of it. It was the end of it, and it looked like a really bad, cheesy soap opera. I was like, uh, this is just not seemingly like my thing i didn't watch the whole thing it was just a couple of minutes of it and i was like uh it was like when they <laughs> did the uncle buck show i'm like why why oh, would yeah. you do that uh i just have no interest in it so i'm not uh probably ever going to talk about it again until i laugh <laughs> at it for getting canceled so quick because somebody thought it was a great idea all right uh, and if it if it is out there and you do like the show uh and i'm wrong please tell me uh you can you can uh email me to, uh, direct from the uh, website 
www.howsimpseasit.com. Go to the contact. Send it to me. Tell me why it doesn't suck, uh, if it doesn't. Uh, but I, <laughs> I suspect it might. Um, this was a show that I really like, and it might be uh, because I, I really enjoy Kiefer Sutherland. I think he's mm. pretty great. Uh, I like Jack Bauer. Um, I think he was uh, uh, 24. He was an awesome character in that. Uh, forever Jack Bauer in my mind, but also pretty great in the movies, too. Always plays a good villain and can play a nice hero. A little conflicted one, too. He's uh, He's got the chops, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I trust Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland mm-hmm. to save the world because I've seen it uh, eight times, as a matter <laughs> of fact, uh, in eight different days. Um, 24 hours times eight. So... Uh, but he has a show. I didn't even know this was a thing. I'm sure it is. Uh, I knew that there was a protocol, um, but I thought it was just pure uh, succession. What it is is uh, all the, when you do the State of the Union, uh, you say, well, I thought the president and the vice president were never supposed to be in the same room together. And they're not, except for once a year. Yeah, matters of Congress. They, yeah, yeah. They, they all have to convene. All of them, the heads of Congress, uh, the the president, the vice president. It's the one time a year when it is truly vulnerable if there was ever to be a catastrophic event. The State of or, the Union. Or an explosion. Uh, it would take out everybody, basically, that would be uh, the higher-ups mm-hmm. that are called to be there. And the one that is the highest up that does not need to be there, uh, it's in a pool of them, and it's basically uh, they're called the designated survivor, and they go to a bunker, and they watch the State of the Union, and then they go home mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, knock on wood, thankfully this has not happened here. <laughs> but in the fictional sense, uh, it's pretty crazy to see a dude that's sitting down with a bowl of popcorn, you know, getting ready to watch the State of the Union, waiting to get home and figure out what's going to go on, and then. All of a sudden, they kick the doors open, and they're like, uh, excuse me, sir, you need to stand up. We have a situation. We need to get you out of here right now. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? And then it breaks it down, tells you a little flashback, and then they let you know what happens. You see that the Capitol was uh, bombed, and uh, he is now the president of the United States. So he went from, oh, man, I'm going to eat my popcorn, and uh, maybe you know, I'll have a decent little day tomorrow. Maybe I'll see a movie, have a little steak, you know, what have you. Uh, maybe I'll have a little chicken. And now he's uh, handling matters of national security. <laughs> uh, I saw the first episode went by really fast, and that's usually a good sign to me that I liked it. Um, All right. You know, when I watch a show and I'm like, oh, it's over? That's that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, good first step, anyway. Yeah, and this one had that. Out of all the, the new, new shows that's not Atlanta, which I think is just brilliant, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, uh, It's it was one that, that caught me. I'm like, I will make it a point to watch more of that. Um, so check that one out if you're looking for something. I, of course, enjoy the uh, reality, not uh, television, but there's a couple of uh, vices. I have nonsensical indulgences, as we <laughs> like to say. One of them is the uh, Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then I like, um, uh, oh, damn it, I'm going to draw a blank on it now. Oh, that's uh, no good. No. Uh, okay, I'll have to circle I was going to say The Apprentice, but they don't got that no more. <laughs> They're going to, though, with uh, Arnold. He's gonna oh, be, yeah. He's going to be doing the Trump bit. Good for him. Um, oh, man. Now it's going to He's got to piss Trump off something fierce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take out my show. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy now. What's the other one that I watch? Uh, 
not going to think of it. Uh, wait, no, Shark Tank. That's it. Oh, there you go. I All I had the, to do was yeah. try not to think. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Shark Tank uh, because uh, people come in and they pitch their ideas, and some of them are stupid, and Mark some of Cuban. them are cool. Uh, yeah, he's one of the, the sharks, mm-hmm. you know, where you pitch your product, and they may invest in you. They may make fun of you. Um, they may make you cry. You don't know. But uh, we like it. It's just one of those things that we enjoy uh, Mm -hmm. to watch. Mm -hmm. So we got that taken care of. That's good stuff. Uh, What I call best in show, but uh, I mean best new show, Mm -hmm. is uh, The Atlanta uh, with Donald Glover. I'm really, really digging on that. It gets better. Last week, I believe. Yeah, it gets better every episode I watch. I'm now four episodes in, and every episode I'm like, yes. Uh, this is great stuff. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, uh, it's really, really good. So if you're not checking that out, it's on FX. I highly, highly recommend that one. Uh, that show is great. Um, I have talked about it for two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's good, good stuff. Uh, another show that I like, that uh, Anna likes, uh, that uh, a few people like that I didn't know, but apparently it's being watched. There's a fictional Walmart-esque show. It's called Superstore. And uh, it's basically like Walmart. Yeah, All the logos that's are... his, almost his third season, isn't it? No, it's start, just now starting its second. Okay. Um, it came on late last year. Uh, didn't have a full season order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we that's watched it. That's supposed to be it. fairly good. It is pretty good, yeah. It's it's, it's actually... Uh, uh, I, I don't say fairly good. I say it's, it's above average uh, good. Mm. Uh, because... It's not like the greatest show you're ever going to see, but what's nice and related, relatable about it is the the locale. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, just the the idea of it being a Walmart esque store. Me and Anna both actually strongly dislike uh, one of the leads in the show, and we still like the show. So that's telling you something about the writing right there. Yeah. Because uh, normally, if we don't like one of the lead people, we're like, well, no, nah, we're good. Uh, but <laughs> this one, we're like, well, we'll deal with her annoyances because we like we like the others. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's just one of those uh, characters that I'm like, huh? I just, I don't, I, you know, I, you, if you watch it, you'll you'll see. Uh, some people are just overly enthusiastic about some things that I'm like, huh? I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't get that. But the rest of the characters, uh, all pretty enjoyable. Very strange, unique uh, little group they have, uh, and their manager is uh, uh, he's of he's of one of uh, the uh, improv group fame. I, I can't think of which Upright one it Citizens is. Brigade. It might be. Uh, it's one of those though. The Groundlings, Upright mm-hmm. Citizens. Uh, it's not Second City. It's an LA one, but. Uh, anyways, it's pretty good though. Superstore got a full season order. It was not, it did not have a full season order until, uh, it got it just, uh, towards the end of last week. It must have had pretty good, uh, they did this Olympics special and then, uh, I think it, it must have had a pretty good lead in. So, uh, the Superstore, uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked it out, uh, yet. Also, I am really excited for, uh, for me, it'll be this Thursday at 2 a.m., but for the rest, uh, that don't uh, stay up or not creatures of the night. Uh, Luke Cage uh, coming out this week on Netflix. It's supposed to be real, real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you're going to want to check out uh, Luke Cage. I'm pretty stoked about it. Going to have a review for it next week. I uh, might even watch the whole damn thing. Probably not in a two-night situation, but maybe I will. 
<laughs> I, uh, I haven't decided yet. Um, the and possibilities then, are uh, endless. That's right. And then, of course, my uh, Wednesday comedy block uh, that I enjoy, uh, Modern Family, The Goldbergs. All that stuff is funny. What I don't like is they took a show that I did like, The Middle. They're moving it to Tuesdays, and it's not coming back until like mid-October. Uh, I don't like that they move that show out to put in a show that I just don't think is very funny. Uh, and that show is called The Speechless, and it's about a... Uh, uh, kids and one of the kids he can't use his voice or whatever he, if he talks he would have to use a, a machine or he uses this thing like a, Hawking ways. yeah or he's got like his like a laser pointer with a big like grid of letters and he like points to the letters oh, okay. and people read him and that's that's all fine and good it's an interesting concept for a show but the problem is is the writing is awful uh, that is a problem and it's just not funny they were like, this kid doesn't even need to talk. We don't need no writers. Yeah, and it's. I think that's going to be... I'm going to make a prediction that that'll be the first show canceled mm. just because people, I just don't think that they will like it. And if it doesn't get canceled, I think it's because people will feel guilty that they don't like it. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? It does happen. Because it does, but it's just not good. Um, so, you know, just know that going in and then american horror story uh is back doing its uh my roanoke nightmare thing it's basically now it's called american horror story roanoke where it is a reality show inside uh you know the the actual show mm-hmm. with uh actors playing the uh people. almost kind of like um uh what were those scary movies that um the crap i just blanked on it the paranormal activities yeah uh but instead of the uh it's the people that that would be like if you saw something on a and e like it was on uh uh, it's just like a reenactment so there's these Uh actors that are playing the real people that this happened to clearly you know they're okay because they're telling it to a camera but uh, the stories are them telling the stories, and them telling the stories are other actors acting, yeah. yeah, acting as them. So it gives uh, you a lot of opportunity for uh, for cameos. It and really stuff, does, yeah. and uh, a lot of it's already kind of tying into uh, some of the other seasons, and it's just the, the whole "it's all connected" thing is kind of there mm-hmm. vaguely. Uh, and I'm intrigued. My interest is just peaked. You know, I'm like, uh, this is. Uh, this will be all right. Very interesting. So I hope they can keep it up. They promise there's a hell of a Halloween episode coming. And, uh, their Halloween episodes are usually pretty uh, good. Their Halloween episodes are usually fucking pretty awesome. I really like that uh, Christmas episode from season two, though. That was pretty yeah, good, Yeah, that one's good. Uh, and I don't even was like Michael season... Michael Shannon? No, not Michael Shannon. Michael Sheen? No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, the guy from Hercules, uh, that was the prophet, the, the soothsayer dude. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get it. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, uh, definitely check out American Horror Story if you like the other seasons. This one's off to a good start. I hope they keep it up. I even like the Halloween episode that was in season four, which was season four I didn't care for all that much it, it it lost me a bit of the way through there mm-hmm. but not it's halloween episode it was a two-parter and it was pretty great mm. um so american horror story good stuff uh, that's what i got for the first rundown of shows there uh so with that uh we're gonna move it in talk about a couple of movies and then let you guys uh get on with your day but uh we do have a couple of movies to talk about coming up right away right now
All right, so this week we have the magnificent seven or or uh, seven magnificent. Did you want to talk about Swiss Army Man? Uh, I can, the, I can. I, I don't Swiss care. Army I was Man just figuring first. you would, uh, knowing you like I do. Yeah, Swiss Army Man. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's something. Uh, God, it wasn't, but 10 minutes into it, you texted me, you're like, this shit is weird. Yeah, it's it's strange. Um, how to talk about Swiss Army Man without... Ian McShane was the actor's name I was looking for earlier. Ian McShane in the Christmas episode yes, of, uh, yes. of uh, season two of American How Horror could I Story. forget? I love he, Ian McShane. Yeah, he's in the whole second half, too. Yeah, he's not he's, just in that Christmas episode. Yeah, he's but, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Swiss Army Man, a polarizing film, uh, in a sense, that you're, you're going to go, this movie is weird, and I accept that, and it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to go, this movie is weird, fuck this, and I can't <laughs> believe I watched that shit. Uh, and I can't honestly tell you which side of the fence you're going to be on. I can make a guess, and I can say, hey, if you are a guy or a girl who likes the occasional wackadoo film <laughs> that's got some art into it and some deep subconscious level shit that is going to leave you pondering mm-hmm. uh, upon its conclusion, then I've got a movie for you. <laughs> but if you are like uh, Anna is a lot of the times, uh, Anna does like some of the movies that I call thinkers, you know, that mm-hmm. you have to you have to pay attention to. But uh, I can tell you this is a movie that she would not like no, at all. I can and tell you that myself. Yes. I, I don't live with the lady. No. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, people who study film will find an appreciation for this film, but I still don't see i mean i i i i mean i have a degree in film and i and i did enjoy this don't get me wrong but i don't think it's the best movie i've seen uh in quite some no, time no i think it succeeded in some very key areas very well but i think overall the movie is a little well it's a slice of life movie about wandering in the woods for yeah. for several days and so. i'm going to tell you now if you don't like abrupt endings <laughs> don't mess with it yeah. uh and don't overthink it because if you do you're just not going to get anywhere uh just go with the flow yeah understand you're being taken into the world of a truly crazy person this person has lost his mind and this is what it's like yes uh yes and then there's the ending and you go huh yep okay and then you think about it for a little while and you go Man, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not upset that I watched it. It was a Sundance Award winner. Uh, it does star uh, Paul Dano, who, uh, and this is really a testament for this film because I, I, I believe I've been vocal on this very show. There's a couple of actors that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like Dane DeHaan or DeHan or however the fuck you say <laughs> his name. I don't like him. And the other is Paul fucking Dano. Now, Paul Dano has positioned himself. You go, what the fuck were you hating on Paul Dano for? I'm not <laughs> hating on Paul Dano. I'm saying that I don't really get into his particular style of acting because he annoyed me really bad and there will be blood when mm-hmm. he yells and he screams and it's just, it's just, and it's not in the get under your skin way like he's thinking it's supposed to be. It's uh, you're a bad actor who has a poorly trained voice and you are screeching. 
Yeah. Uh, you have not trained to yell properly. And I just can't. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I don't necessarily. It's not, I don't say that he doesn't have talent because he does. Clearly, he's making Hollywood movies. But I say that his style is not my style. Now, your cup of tea. Yeah. Now, that being said, uh, it doesn't mean I've never liked him in anything. I thought he did an exceptional job in the movie Prisoners with uh, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, uh, the Little Miss Sunshine as well. Yeah, the, the guy can act. It's just that. Uh, a lot of the times he acts too much. He over overacts, mm. and that that is an immediate problem. That's like uh, uh, it really grinds my gears. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> squirting a lemon into an open wound or salt in an That's open wound. That's not good. It's not know? fun. No, uh, it's like ripping a band aid right off. You know, One motion. Just, it's just no good. Uh, but Paul Dano is very good in this, and by Paul Dano's uh, standards. Playing wackadoo fucking crazy, he's actually quite tame as an actor in yeah. this movie. He is he has it well reeled in. Yeah, and I think that's why so many people will find this film weird is because the crazy person is acting totally normal. Yeah, the crazy person is, is seemingly very sane until you just know until until like, you realize what is actually going on. Yeah, and I don't want to get into it because if I do, it ruins things, and I don't want to do that because this is a movie where I truly feel if you go in not knowing much or just the general basics that we're giving you here, I think that's the best way to truly get the. Well, I think that's the best way to get what the filmmaker wanted you to get mm-hmm. the reaction mm-hmm. the filmmaker wanted to give you because at the end of this movie, you're going to do one of. I'll say you'll do one of three things. You will throw down your popcorn in disgust, kick your Coke, uh, and go, well, fuck this. If you make it that far. If you make it that far. If you don't, you might be like uh, J-Rod's friend from the film that, uh, not his friend, but uh, the guy that uh, J-Rod sat in the front of us. uh, That he was going to get up and uh, leave because that was not doing it for him. Uh, I imagine I might have an idea of what scene, which I plan to to ask you You about. I don't remember exactly what scene it was, but it was about, I want to say, between a half hour and an hour in. It wasn't even halfway. I know what scene it was. (laughs) Oh... Yes, I do. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a very. It, let's just say that 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 scene itself has stiff competition. Uh, I think it was a little bit beyond that, but you could be. It could have been because of that. It yeah, should. swinging around and everything mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in a very other, uh, very memorable uh, part of the film. Uh, so yeah, this is a movie that uh, I even think you even said you had the same thing. You, I can't, I can't find a a number to fall on with this. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's all personal. Yeah, take. this it is really this is. is not a movie where I can say, hey, you go into this and ninety percent of you are going to come out going, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't give any numbers on this. What I can say is, depending upon your personal commitment to the art of film <laughs> and uh, just if you fancy yourself. A person that likes to watch some of the more abstract and obscure stuff. If you watch The Lobster and was like, hey, that movie was fucking great. I was entertained, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, and that's the same as The Lobster. We didn't say it was bad. Uh, <laughs> we just said that, I, well, at least I said, I'm not going to watch it again. Because uh, it was way longer than it ever needed to be. And the ending 
Oh, fucking weird. Way uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's along those lines. Is this is a personal uh, movie? So uh, my suggestion for all of you is to uh, rent it um, yeah. if you can. Because if it even sounds like your thing, some yeah. of you out there being like, "Oh, that's not for me." Yeah, and you'll know uh, very soon. Yeah, if you very watch quickly. the if you watch the trailer, actually, yeah. you'll know enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watch the trailer and go, "That looks fucking kind of dumb and intriguing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what drew me to and it. It really is, and then it is. It, it is. There is peculiar stuff in there, and parts of that movie, I, I was. I mean, I it kept me glued uh to what was going on because i was like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. uh and i so it had my interest there was never any question of that it's just the material and the things that happen the abruptness of the ending uh it does that leaves you little time to actually think uh and then it's done and you're like whoa <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah um but it was pretty cool because um i do uh, I, I was an, I was born an only child, um, and so when you are an only child, sometimes you either play with uh, toys or you make believe uh, in your mind when you're younger, and uh, or you play Strong with Legos and, and yeah. build with things up, and you hear theme songs into movies, and when you recreate, and when I watch Jurassic Park, I love that stuff. So I and I still to this day even do it in just joking around i'm like and then people are like what you okay and i'm like i love that shit it's a great fucking score man they're like yeah jurassic park i'm like yeah these are strangers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then my friends go. This Forrest Gump sitting on a park bench, by yeah. the way. And then my friends go, oh, he's doing that again. Mm-hmm. Here he goes with his Jurassic Parking. And it's not just limited to Jurassic Park. I do this to uh, all kinds of movies. That's right. That's right. And then, you know, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you can do it to anything you want if you put your mind to it. I suppose you could. Uh, and I and I like to do that. And so there was a part in this movie where uh, I don't I don't feel I'm really giving anything away, but there was something that happened that I was like, oh my god, <laughs> wait a minute, what <laughs> what is happening? Uh, and that is the Jurassic Park theme song, uh, and it's it's just. Uh, well, it's universally known worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was also in this movie a uh, a cover uh, of another song that many people have heard uh, many times, uh, just not. <laughs> of a certain age group. Yeah, uh, just not uh, the way that it's done in this movie. And it's actually pretty cool because of what it is. It's uh it's the well i'll get to it in a second but there's a song that was out there uh by the rednecks with an x uh and it's called cotton eye joe and you go huh or you go oh and either way it goes it's fast uh it's got a little what is it a fiddle yeah it's like a techno country yeah and then it's also got the it does yeah it's going on in the background too so uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, man, the, see, now I got the theme just going. I well, can't, then I can't uh, help I you. can't stop. But no, uh, <laughs> anyways, there was a melding, uh, together of these things in this movie that I just was like, whoa. So, uh, there was one spot that I asked J-Rod, I'm like, you gotta get the clip of this. This shit is just bizarre. Uh, 
uh, and it's uh, uh, well, we'll just uh, just know. Uh, think of Jurassic Park, uh, and then we'll have another clip for you uh, where we, we'll talk about that Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, so uh, let, let's give them what we got here. Da, da, da. And I think that is a, a fully a cappella version as perpetrated by Mr. Harry Potter. Yeah, I, believe, I believe you are correct. Uh, I thought that uh, it, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Is, is this happening? Uh, it was one of my more memorable moments of the movie. It will be yours, too, one of yours, too, if you watch it in so many memorable moments. Mm-hmm. Of this movie, and you go, well, for that many memorable moments, it's got to be just fucking great. It has its moments. Uh, but that kind of shit is what the film lover in me gets a kick out of. Yeah. If you got nothing out of that, then this is not the movie uh, yeah, for you. Yeah, and maybe just sitting here, us playing it, you're like, well, why is that so special? In the context of the movie, you will definitely understand. Yeah, and the weirdness of the coincidence of how I always am going on about the fucking Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest scores, uh, most recognizable in yeah, all the world. it's up there. Uh, Again, if in the movie medley high school band version, that's yeah, one of them that comes up. Exactly. And then there was another moment where uh, I was listening and I heard it and I was like that is really good I'm like that's <laughs> fucking weird that they're doing it to this specific song but man is it way better than the original uh, I mean I'm not into the whole uh, original but just check out this spin unlike one has ever seen or heard before unless you watch uh, this movie also uh, done by uh, young Master Potter mm-hmm. uh, or, or Radcliffe in real life. Indeed. So, uh, and that, uh, that, just give that a listen. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd be married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Joe? shit was cool yeah and that's indicative of all of the music in this movie there's a montage where they're singing things like eat your popcorn eat your popcorn montage and stuff like that and and i can't stress this enough if none of that did anything for you 
the movie <laughs> is just not going to work for you. Yeah. If you don't uh, at least go, hmm. Yeah, but if you're one of uh, more than a few, that because the people that usually know about this movie, they know that they don't want to see it. <laughs> and then the others are like, that sounds weird. Maybe I'll check it out. And then some of them will go on to enjoy it. Some of them will go, yeah, that was weird, but at least I checked it out. But, man, it was weird. Me, I was like, that was weird. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Am I going to uh, rush out and buy it on, on Blu-ray disc to own in my collection of all time displayed with my favorite films? No. But will I watch it again? Yeah, in a few years. I think this movie succeeded in a lot of areas that most movies like this fail. Yeah, I can um, see what you're saying. Yeah, there, it keeps your intrigue. It keeps you like it keeps you wondering what exactly is going on, and by the time you figure it out, you're so stressed out about how it's all going to turn out. Yeah, uh, because it's, it, they really do. It's an hour long setup for a meeting between two people, and it's it's really nerve wracking the way they do set it up, and it just yeah. props the way they do it. It kept yeah, it, and I was like, this movie's going to be weird. I'm probably going to look on the computer and mm-hmm. like you know just fuck around while it's on, you know. Uh, and I didn't. Uh, it was you know because I I had heard it was weird, so I just didn't think it would be one that I would be glued to. And mm-hmm. quite the opposite. While I didn't leave going that was the best movie i ever saw it did very well in keeping my interest in being one of those weird wackadoo artsy type films but a little more reeled in than your standard sundance uh you know uh artsy selections right you it know wasn't I mean? it wasn't lobster out there but yeah you you still had to like go along for the ride yeah you have to suspend disbelief for a little bit and you have to just go with it like j-rod just said go along with the ride because if you resist it at any point you're not going to get into it yeah well and it's i think those who do enjoy it will will come to the realization oh i'm in i'm being led into this crazy person's world from their point of view yeah and and after you accept that anything is possible that's right uh so yeah i rate the movie personally i gave it a 70 percent um, oh that's pretty good yeah and i you know because it, it did for all those reasons it's a movie that's that's uh it's almost absurdism uh yeah but uh, or the highest form of farce, if you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I did like it, but I don't expect... Uh, take that number with a grain of salt, uh, because my 70 on this is not like a concrete number I can give you on, like, Civil War. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. this, this film truly is subjective. I know some that liked it. I know some that hate it. And I know some that are just... They're just like I'm going to watch that also, shit. Also, uh, a si- special side note: if you, if you're recently bereaved, you may want to give this a pass yeah, for a while. Yeah, uh, good call there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, good call there because yeah. Uh, well, you deal with the dead guy the whole movie, and it's not just. It's about also trying to figure out who the dead guy is and what they remember after having been dead and now uh, alive again and all that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, and I and this movie has come a long way because for me it started out as uh, Daniel Radcliffe is in a movie as a dead guy as a farting corpse, <laughs> and that's all I was told about it. And I was like, that's all he does. Uh, no. And no, no, it's not. As you see the trailer, you'll see. As you heard uh, here, he sings a couple songs. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying that uh, the farting is there, but it is mu- much, much more than the farts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I knew this movie as, and it actually turned out to be not too bad. Uh, but again, 
for me. Uh, right. I I know uh, certain audiences that just won't get it. Uh, not not won't get it. Won't get into it. They'll yeah. they'll all get it. Uh, but there's going to be a point where you're either going to get it and go fuck this and leave, or you're or turn it off, or you're going to get it and go, huh? Or you're going to leave doing your Nancy Kerrigan impression? Why? Yeah, or that? <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but yeah. So uh, in the end, the the biggest compliment I can give it much better than I ever actually expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Even well, though that's good. Even though it's just weird as fuck. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the main event movie, The Magnificent Seven. Was it magnificent? I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really did. Um, we have uh, a J-Rod uh, is adorned in his uh, classic uh, Western uh, poncho-type uh, apparatus. Actually, it's it's your soldier field blanket. Uh, it's Anna's soldier uh, field blanket. Well, I, I meant the Simpson household. As uh, I am embarrassed to say as a Steelers fan, after the throttling they received <laughs> by a much inferior team today, but... Yeah, he uh, he's got it on. He's got it on like poncho style, like, and he's he's fairly uh, bearded and haired too. So if he was to, uh, I could be Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, you that know, was a little bit Bill Clinton. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have relations with that woman. Uh, no, Vincent D'Onofrio. By the way, uh, every what a scene, great character yeah, actor. Every scene he's in, you go, oh yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the star power here is, uh, what really is the flash and bang to get people uh-huh. to come in and do it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the review like this. Okay. I popped in Magnificent Seven, uh, 1960. It had been a good long while since I watched oh, it. Oh yeah, I was a kid. And, um, I will tell you this. If, uh, Mm. This is tough to say because, again, I don't know your life, but I do know that younger audiences would not make it through a viewing of Magnificent Seven, the original, lest it be in school or in a film P- class. Quite possibly. And that is, it's not because it's, it's still a great movie, but it... They the, just made movies different. The, yeah, and the pacing is... Uh, deadly slow mm-hmm. uh, and in the runtime for back then it's fairly long yeah, it's movie, two yeah. and a half hours yeah. uh, and this is a movie in 1960 that's two and a half hours where they talk different the, all the credits roll before you even see a stick of talking or action or movement yep. uh, and uh, it has that wonderful great score yep. and that's basically all they take from it other than the basic concept of uh, wrong has been done they didn't even really use much of the score uh, no. in the course of the movie. No, I thought didn't. there was a moment they were going to break out into it, and they kind of tricked you. They they did the double duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah they button-hooked you. They did. Yeah, that's what they did. But uh, here's the best way that I can describe what I saw in Magnificent Seven versus the original. I think the original is going to – you're going to struggle with that. Um, even I struggled with it, and I like it. And mm-hmm. I was like, whew. No, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's not something you can watch once a week. That's for sure. Oh hell no, <laughs> uh, no you can't. But out of the context, I didn't. I wanted to know if this was a a a remake, remake, or if this was a Reboot. hey, you guys had some cool stuff. We're gonna take the good stuff out of this and kind of shape it around and do our own thing. And that is where I feel I feel that the new film succeeds. What it does, and this is actually pretty special. Um, what it does is it takes uh because the original magnificent seven is a very 
classic Hollywood Western in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Man in Black, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, what they do in this, they take those characters, they modernize it enough while keeping in a lot of the uh, the aspects of the old-timey uh, westerns, but not letting it affect its storytelling. The archetype of the drunk dude walking out of a tavern, you know, uh, yeah. pissing in the in the wind, and mm-hmm. just uh, every time I would see one of these, that in most movies I would go, oh, now they're doing that classic cliche. They weren't doing it to be cliche in this movie. That was their tip of the hat. There was like, hey. We realize what you did, and we're going to do that by keeping these classic Western archetypes or stereotypes in there. That's a constant throughout this whole movie. The cinematography itself is is done in a very old school way. Yeah, not not to the level of a Quentin Tarantino, but in that for that same purpose. This is how they made movies back then, so I'm going to tip my hat to it. Yeah, and it's kind of a uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all of your your uh surrounding of sorts and your your bit your bit players mm-hmm. and we're going to keep those to a degree uh to tailor it around our new telling of this story and we're going to drop in yeah all very, the guys had the same names yeah. that was about it you're gonna we're gonna drop in very watchable people uh that yeah. are going to fuel this and the watchable people We'll bring in a new audience, a younger audience, because this is a lot easier to sit through uh, because it's a lot more entertaining. Yeah, and it's because just of about the as long, yeah. Yeah, and it is. It, it's just about as long, but the movie flies. And now, again, that's not to say that the movie back then was bad. It's like J Rod said, it just movies back then. They were made different. It was made different. So was your watching experience, too. Yeah. So uh, there was an intermission. There was, yeah. There, it, you go to the theater like you somewhat, you, at least nowadays, go to a play. Yeah, um, yeah. Back then, you, you would not dress to the nines to go to the theater, but you wouldn't wear shorts. No. You, no. you know what you'd I mean? Wear, in you'd 1960s. wear your good clothes, yeah. Yeah, you'd wear a button-down, uh, you know. Most and, people wore suits. If you weren't a kid, you pretty much wore a suit anyway. Basically, anywhere. yeah, and may or may not have had a cool hat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, what I liked really about Magnificent Seven is it kept the tone of the original movie uh, throughout uh, and just they sped the pacing up to where it can roll with modern movies and having such a likable cast really helps that time fly because there's not a lot that really happens in this movie, but it's okay because the people that are there are making that little amount of time of what's actually going on. Because here's the basic premise. They, uh, uh, Big Bad, and, I, and Peter Sarsgaard was actually really good. I yeah. knew Peter Sarsgaard could be such the... the, the oh. Giant douche? Yeah, well, what's the word <laughs> I'm looking for? The the stereotypical uh, classic Western villain. Oh, the robber baron, the, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the Biff Tannen, uh, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 3, what are you looking at, dude? You know, gutter trash. Dude it up, egg-sucking gutter trash. Yep. You know, uh, perfect. Even with the little, like, I call it the Western lean, where they kind of hold their guns out and do this little, like, smart-ass, like, lean-in type Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Almost cartoonish, in a way. Yeah, and there was one moment where they're about to draw guns, and it went on a little too long. And I'm like, oh, that's classic Western. That's classic Western. Uh, And that's what that was a throwback to. And just his face... 
his uh, his expressions. Like I was like, wow, they turned Peter Sarsgaard, who I never would ever have expected to be into a western, into one of the better western villains I've seen on film. Yeah, like, very. I was like, um, wow, and this isn't western, but very snidely whiplash kind yeah, of dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the villain from Dudley Do Right, if you're not. Yes, uh, twist the mustache. Indeed. But uh, I really like Peter Sarsgaard as the villain. And again, I, it, it was because of all of these classic Western types that were in there, but still modernized enough to keep that movie moving. And you, you, you like uh, Chris Pratt's character a lot. Um, you like mm-hmm. Denzel's character a lot. Uh, you like. I actually uh, liked his character the least, but. Well, I mean, uh, but still you, enough. You like them all, mm-hmm. uh, but you you love uh, you will love Vincent D'Onofrio yes, in this you movie, will. and I and I say that because not just because I love him uh, recently as in the Marvel universe, but he did a thing where he like flipped a switch after he did probably what was it nine mind numbingly just dull years on a law and order show i actually enjoyed him on that show quite a bit well we enjoyed him but i'm guessing by year nine he was like i want the fuck out of this Mm -hmm. uh because he went from a a slender tiny man into uh what he is now Uh, and i think it had to do with just uh, complacency and just not being able to go out and do much. Living off of royalties. Yeah, living off royalties, uh, not having to do much in movies uh, and not really having the demand. And then something happened where he just was like, you know what? I quit this show. And he went and he started making, at the time, he didn't get right back into huge Hollywood budget movies, but he started doing Sundance Darlings, like mm-hmm. he had the Salton Sea with Val yeah. Kilmer, mm-hmm. and just like these little bit spots where he slowly started getting back in there. And then uh, he got the Daredevil gig, uh, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio was killing it. And then now he's just like basically reinvented himself and a whole new image and career style yeah. than the first half well, of his Well, he's career. one of those great actors like um, Stephen Root. Like, you'll, he'll be in movies and put on such a character you'll forget like who he is. Exactly. And they'll be doing it for years and mm-hmm. years because that's just, they're, A, everybody loves him. And they're really fucking good at and it. And that you can tell they love the craft of creating a character. That's oh, yes. what they do. It's not like your typical TV or movie star who gets up there and does their thing. They actually put in the work to to make it special. Yeah, the perfect example would be uh, him versus Chris Pratt, who I love Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. But Chris Pratt, the the appeal of Chris Pratt is the actual appeal of Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's up is, there going to be some version of Chris yeah, Pratt. Yeah, he's going to be, and this is not a knock on him because that's how a lot yeah, we of movie, love him, yeah. yeah that's how a lot of movie makers make their nut right there they are themselves and they are to an exaggerated degree mm-hmm. in a lot of things and then they do some things that truly just step outside the box and that's usually when uh, awards right. start coming forth uh but vincent d'onofrio uh he has like you just said crafted and created this character who there was no character like that. he doesn't have much in the way of lines no but every time he speaks you go yeah yeah well which is interesting too because there are some characters that are completely different but they introduce them the same way as they were introduced in the Mm -hmm. original movie there's a lot of subtle ways they tie it back into the original movie the main plot the the basic plot is the same but the main plot story is completely different yeah uh, and for uh, Antoine uh, Fuqua, which is really quite the statement for him, 
is uh, The Magnificent Seven, being in the 60s, is not an overly violent uh, movie. Right. Um, they, even if there's violence happening, it's tame. It's a dude putting his hand on his gut and falling over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me, Paul. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, not quite to that extent in this, but there's not a lot of blood. Um, there's nope. not there's not a lot of gore. It's kept traditional Western style. Yeah, and I think that's actually one of the negatives to this movie is that they kept the fight sequences a little more traditional in the way they were filmed, but they go on too long. They do, a and, bit. and I could have I would have appreciated a little more storytelling or you know side stories being played out in those times. Yeah, they do much later on, like at the very end, which is nice and it's refreshing. And you're like, oh, I wish they had done that a little bit. Oh, a little throughout. bit earlier, yeah. yeah. What and that's that's it's going to be weird because I'm going to make a Suicide Squad comparison here. Mm. I mean, this movie is far superior than Suicide Squad, but when you have a movie filled with large scale uh, characters like that, when there's six, seven, eight people or whatever, I like a scene that it can at least give me a rundown. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not uh, wandering in, meeting this guy here, doing the thing, conversing about what and, you know, how they end up getting linked together, which I do actually like how he ropes uh, Chris Pratt in, in the... All of them, really. Yeah, yeah. but I, I would have liked to have had a, a either they were all together and then somebody was there saying, hey, and then there was like a telling of how they all like met up in like one sequence. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and this was more was where it was uh, spread out and went a searching. I yeah. think it just could have trimmed up a lot of uh, trimmed the fat on the runtime just a, just a hair. Yeah, uh, because I just I mean it was it's more of a streamlined way to do what they were doing. But I felt that like you said, and like they did in many uh, not not many, but in a few other sequences, they took a little too long getting to where you needed to be, yeah. even with the character introductions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted that to move. A little quicker, and I wanted to know more about them before we got to the end of the movie where you start to learn. I think there's some give and take. I, I think there are some that could have moved quicker, and I think there's maybe one or two they should have taken a bit more time with. The introduction of Vincent D'Onofrio happened really fast. And yeah, I didn't even know what was happening until it was Vincent D'Onofrio, and I was like, hey, okay, here we are. Yeah. All right, yeah. there it is. And then, and then you're not sure what happened and then like two minutes later he's just there and you're like oh okay fine whatever yeah and it would uh and it's not it's not fair to not talk about uh the uh, ethan hawk and mm-hmm. uh, uh his cohort yeah i, uh, I, I can't remember his, his name. name uh but uh those guys were also pretty good so the whole the the the, the crew of seven were sharp uh and those guys all together make it a pretty uh, a pretty watchable film now this this film, if you are a fan of the classic Western, then you're going to find a lot to like about this. This is not a classic Western, but it has it has that nice tie-in to make it feel uh, like it is to those who really respect the old way that yeah, Westerns if, were done. If, you, if you've seen a lot of old Westerns, you're going to see this and go, oh, those are like the Westerns I used to watch on TV as yeah. a kid or in theaters as a kid when I was much younger. You know? Yeah, and then what's really nice is that you'll also have a nice uh, streamlined version of the Lee, story. I'm sorry, the, the, the Ethan Hawke's friend character is uh, the actor's name is Lee Byung-hung. Uh, uh, but his his character name is Billy Rocks. Billy Rocks. And uh, he's, pre- he's pretty awesome too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you get, the, you get the best of both worlds. The, the Western lover is going to love it because of the throwback and the nostalgia and the good story that's happening in this new film. 
Now, if you don't like Westerns, this is where it got a little tricky because Anna hates Westerns. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like them, and but she likes Chris Pratt uh, quite a bit, and she likes Denzel quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, yeah, I totally would will check that out. And she's like, I don't even like Westerns, and I thought that was great. Yeah. So, plus I've heard uh, out, of, out of the mouths of at least two other people, uh, they thought it was great too, um, and think, that's direct feedback. Yeah, I think this. It's also worth noting that this carries the the shall we say tradition, uh, for lack of a better word. We've seen this summer of kind of a hearkening back to the old timey uh, summer blockbusters of ten and fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um, this is pure action, fun, you know, comedy relief type blockbuster movie. Yep. Um, it's it's not your your deep thinkers uh, that that no. that uh, have been so popular in the last ten years or so. What was uh, really nice uh, too, because I wanted the feedback. Uh, you know, we weren't out there doing it live or anything, but when when I got out of there, uh, Anna was using the restroom, and I, I talked to a few people leaving the theater. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, what you guys think? Everybody said they loved it. Yeah. Everybody. They're like, that was a really great movie. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, it was great. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, relax. Yeah, it was, was. It was good. So uh, that brings me to uh, my numbers on this bad boy here. Uh, it's closer to Swiss Army Man than I would have ever thought uh, at the time. But uh, it is not... Uh, does it is not uh, it it doesn't it beats the Swiss Army Man. The Swiss Army Man could not could not live up to Magnificent uh-huh. Seven for me. Magnificent Seven for me is an eighty fiver uh, because I I enjoyed the story. I enjoy the the throwbacks. It's clear that there was a lot of care taken by the director with the original material and the original genre that it came out of, so that it would play to all audiences. It plays to the older crowd, it plays to the younger crowd, and it plays to the middle-aged crowd because of the 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 actors in it Mm -hmm. and then uh the throwbacks and the the you know the all that uh old western stuff uh, is both for the younger western fan and then the older the older fan uh, Mm -hmm. because we were some of the youngest people in the theater as Uh, were we yeah yeah, when we saw it it Mm -hmm. was mostly there was a couple of younger dudes and those are kind of like the sully audience if you want me to be quite honest yeah it was a lot like that too we weren't the youngest ones in there but there was a couple of people younger than us and we talked it's so funny you say that because next to me were a couple kids that couldn't have been out of high school and then after that they were all you know middle age or older yeah uh and uh the the one constant i found out of every age group i talked to all pleased they weren't leaving saying it was the best movie they ever seen and that's mm-hmm. not what i'm going to tell you uh but i'm going to tell you it's a damn fine good way to spend a couple of hours uh it's worth uh your time to check it out in the theater uh westerns are always better to me in the theater uh, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was because it was an IMAX screen. Those big picturesque. You know, then that's another thing they bring back are the big picturesque landscape shots yeah. while the while the score is playing out and, yeah. and, and sort of a time lapse montage. It's good and it sounds it sounds great. Uh, it looks great, and they, I just really think that they handled this movie pretty well. I think the uh, the the other critics landed in somewhere in between the seventies, I believe. It went back down at sixty-two. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely better than a 62. When I went on Saturday, it was 65. Okay. 
Uh, what's the audience on that? Does it 79. Say? Yeah, and that's where I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to it. I'm, yeah. a, I'm at an 85. I like it a little bit more. I would throw down a, a solid 80 for myself. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, good time was had, uh, at the old, uh, at the old theater that day. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> no uh, help came from the elves that day. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and of course, uh, the best way to see this, if you can, is to go out and do the 2D IMAX out at the Carmike. It's the only spot that has, the uh, the IMAX presentation that's going on, and uh, if you're going to treat yourself to a movie to do the 2D IMAX, it's really not that much more. It's like nine, yeah, it's not. It? I think it's eleven. Mm. So it's like a buck fifty more because it's like nine and change. Right. So uh, it's not much more for you to do the IMAX, and it is that much better mm-hmm. because it, it it just gives you that old sense of the big old panoramic vision you know just uh, yeah and i had the sense too i don't know that it's necessarily true but i had the sense too in a lot of those bigger more landscapey shots that they showed i was like oh i wonder if they went back to the same place because you know it really looks the same it really it does it really looks like they filmed it in the same location or at least a couple of the same locations yeah Uh, and if not they went through a lot of work to make it look like they did yeah um Mm -hmm. so but yeah uh that is uh good stuff i highly recommend uh, you guys check out magnificent seven J rod recommends you check out magnificent seven we say watch the trailer for swiss army man yeah and if that floats your boat and watch at your own risk we're not saying that we're telling you to watch it we're saying that we can only give you a guideline uh this is how we felt about it. yeah and the trailer is going to be the real tell in a movie like that for your own personal tastes Mm -hmm. uh but it does have legit and valid movie making chops in there, and I understand why it won awards. And I also understand why some folks won't understand why it did win awards. <laughs> yes, I, I will. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in an age where original ideas are uh, hard to come by. Uh, Hollywood appreciates that, mm-hmm. unless you're Michael Keaton. Uh, <laughs> still certainly about that shit. If you want to hear me be pissed off at that, you can go back to one of our Oscar casts. The first Oscar, yeah. Grrr. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, you really can't, you can't lose out with Magnificent Seven and with Swiss Army Man. You got to do just a little bit of, of your own due diligence to see if it's going to float your boat because really, uh, uh, it's just, it's so bizarre. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. So, because <laughs> we don't spoil on here, uh, we we don't we 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 rarely have, and when we did, we put a big old warning out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something to shake it up. Uh, original ideas in Hollywood are often rewarded, and they should be because, damn it, there's just not. A lot of them anymore. Agreed. I hope there's more. And on that note, if you're out there writing the next great screenplay, keep it to uh, your own original idea, and you might win yourself a Sundance Award or get uh, Daniel Radcliffe to fart in your film. <laughs> you know, so uh, you just might. Yeah, and that's really what we all what, secretly what we all want. Indeed, we want Harry Potter farting in our films. So, uh, and on that note, is just as good a note as any. Uh, next week, uh, we have this. Is, we'll see if they pull it from me again. I'm going to be like, all right, fuck you. But uh, the plan is this. Uh, Deepwater Horizon, pretty excited about. That's not what I'm talking about. You'll know in a second. Deepwater Horizon is going to be the main focus. Uh, it's got a great list of, of actors in there. I think it's going to be. Here, I have a concern. 
uh, I it looks really good, okay, and you see all these actors, okay, mm-hmm. but it tells you very little yep. in the trailer. So I just have a concern that maybe others might not. Uh, I just think it might maybe come out to lower reviews. Um, well, it's sitting at 84. Oh, that's really good. Uh, yeah, but Bridget Jones's baby is at 77, uh, which means they think it's better than the Magnificent Seven, and I don't see how that's possible. Well, yeah. It's the third one. Yeah, that's a fair point there. So, uh, good God almighty. Um, we, uh, we, we've we often disagreed with the critics this year over the last little while, so yeah. I think that's going to be – that might be another one. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see. We'll come back next week. And then uh, this is really exciting for at least me and J-Rod because we've been waiting for it for a year and a half, but Masterminds finally comes to the theater. Do you want to know? Oh, no, I don't, because it's got to be bad. No score yet. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this movie just because of how long I was told I couldn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even if it's trash. It's almost like the interview at this point. Yeah, I suspect this movie is not going to be very good because I imagine it's been cut, gutted, ripped out, reshot, and rewrote. Oh, it's got to be at least put back together twice. Yeah. I, like, this has to be re-edited. This is totally three Humpty Dumpties of a movie where yeah. it's just got broken pieces all reassembled. How many reshoots? I just can't even imagine. This was supposed to come out last summer. And here we are going into October of 2016. Yeah. Uh, this was a July of 2015 slated release. Bump back to September. Me and J-Rob are like, oh, yeah, we can handle that. Okay, September. Awesome. Then it never showed up. Then we heard rumors Netflix was going to get it. Yeah. Netflix didn't get it. And then all of a sudden it's coming back to the theaters with a trailer that took out everything from the first trailer. Yes, it did. And I'm like, this doesn't even look like the same movie. Uh, except that they finally added back into the TV spots the Betwixt My Biscuits. Oh, good. At least that's still in Yeah, there. Uh, because that's really what sold it for me. So <laughs> We'll see. But we're going to try to get out to that, too. But we guarantee that we're going to be checking out that Deepwater Horizon. It looks good, good, good. And if uh, I didn't, I'm terrified at what uh, John Malkovich might do in my, my thoughts <laughs> late at night. He can get in your brain, folks. Uh, if you haven't, just watch Inside or Being John Malkovich. Uh, mm-hmm. Or is it? No, Inside. What is it? Damn being, it. Being John Malkovich. Is it Being John Malkovich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he's got some crazy things going on in his head. He does. <laughs> John Malkovich? John yeah. Malkovich. Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah. And uh, which I think he might be a little crazy in real life. I'm pretty sure he is. Actually. Yeah. Uh, and also Kurt Russell uh, up in there, Mark Wahlberg. It's just a lot of people that we like. I, I don't see how that's going to be. A bad thing, uh, also in IMAX. So if you haven't, and you st- if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, or Tuesday, or Wednesday, go see Magnificent Seven in IMAX because the chance is gone come Thursday. Yeah. So pretty quick. Yeah. They uh, might bring it back for one show the weekend after, but yeah. it's going to be an afternoon deal. I'm it sure. is. It is. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, Magnificent Seven, great Swiss Army man, definitely unique, and looking forward to next week. And in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, good night. So we've been told and 
It's something that I'm supposed 